Oh, it's so true, Lord. You change everything. When you get involved in our lives, we get lifted up. You take our lives to places we could never achieve on our own, but only by the power of your Spirit. You give us words that just we can't speak on our own, but you provide them. Words that can speak into the lives of others and change their lives too. Father, thank you. Thank you for being in this room this morning. Thank you for changing everything. Changing away our shame and our guilt and making us a new person, forgiven, whole, complete in your eyes. Thank you for changing everything. Lifting us up and and making it possible for us to be your people who impact the world for the cause of Christ. Father, we can't imagine anything more important, anything of a higher calling on our life than to use this limited time we have on earth to be able to plant those seeds and to let others know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. So, Father, we ask you now, Jesus, we ask you now, Holy Spirit, we implore you now, just overshadow us, claim us once again, and lift us up that we can be your mighty people in this time. We ask all this humbly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You're going to have a seat this morning. All right. Well, we are... We are in our uh, fall series, and uh, we always do this every fall as we look at some of the core principles around here uh, at Christ Church. And <clears throat> so if you're a covenant member with us today or a regular attender, uh, you, you get to understand, okay, this is what we're about. This is what you signed up for, right? And if you're a guest with us today, welcome. We're, we're just really thrilled you're here. And uh, you get to kind of figure out, okay, what is this place? What makes them, what makes them tick, right? Uh, and uh, we summarize it with, uh, with kind of our vision mission statement here of saying, well, listen, this is what Christ Church is about. We're about lifting lives, elevating Christ, and about being that church that's uh, for people that aren't here yet, right? Because we all know uh, the people in the church, the church doesn't exist for the people in the church. The people in the church exist for the people that aren't. Amen. Good. Right. And that's what we're doing, right? So that's kind of our vision, uh, vision, mission statement kind of thing. Uh, and then we summarize that with the CC3. And I, it really is my hope, uh, Pastor Andrew's hope, our staff's hope, that by the end of this series, that all you covenant members and regular tenders, man, this is just going to be on your mind, your heart, your lips. Uh, just like somebody says, so what is Christ Church all about? You can just uh, tell them like that. You know, we're about taking a stand. We're about uh, getting engaged. And we're about being radical. Right, And that, that applies to us, remember, collectively as a church, as well as us as individual Christ followers. Right, And so we've been unpacking last week and now this week, uh, what does that mean? And so last week we looked at uh, Take a Stand, and we said, listen, we're going to stand on word alone, grace alone, uh, faith alone. Right, That just is who we are. That's going to direct our lives. We're going to not wander somewhere else, get lost somewhere else. We're just going to stay in the word. We're going to rely on grace, and we're just going to live by faith. Okay, so today we move forward and talk about uh, get engaged, right? So some of you married folks out there, uh, you may remember when that experience happened for you, right? You remember that when you when you took that that first kind of step of of commitment. Ooh, there's that word, right? Commitment. 
you took that first step of, of commitment and then ultimately you, you know, you, you followed that up by just kind of getting all in on the relationship and, and getting married, right? And really, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, about getting, getting engaged, taking that step of commitment and ultimately taking that step that says, I'm all in. And when you do that, what does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis? What does it look like for us as, as a church. Uh, and the way we summarize that is kind of trying to use this diagram uh, here, this kind of ignite three-part relational strategy, because we know it's all about relationships, right? It's all about relationships. And so we just want to be a place that encourages relationships. Uh, and if we're going to do that, we're going to be a place that invites, a place that invests, and a place that in, is involved, right? Did you notice something, by the way? There's three things, take a stand, uh, get engaged, be radical. Underneath each one of those, guess how many there are? That would be three things. You'd be following this. I work really hard at this. I mean, (laughs) Pastor Andrew and I, man, we sweat bullets on these things, right? This is really good stuff. Anyway, so invite, invite, invest, and involve, right? You can start anywhere on the the triangle. Um, But anyway, so we're going to start here. We're going to say, if we're going to be... The church that uh, God has called us to be, we're going to understand how important it is for us to have a character of invitation, right? Just to have a character of invitation. And that goes for us individually as Christ followers. And we should know this as Christ followers because that's the way it was in the beginning. It became the first and foremost uh, in, in the beginning. So Jesus comes into the world, grows up, starts his ministry, and right away, what happens? Invitation. Invitation to relationship. We see it here in uh, John 1. Great example where uh, Andrew has been a follower of of, uh, John the Baptist, and uh, Jesus and John the Baptist have a dialogue, and Andrew's listening to this whole thing. And it says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. So he hears what's going on, and he follows after Jesus. But look at what his first response is. Once he gets engaged, once he begins to follow Jesus, look what his first response is. It says, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon Peter and tell him. What's the first thing he did? He became an inviter, right? First thing. Not the afterthought, not the second thing, not the incidental thing, not the thing that just happened to work out along the way somehow, but what? First thing, first thing of one of his highest priorities. Once he became engaged with Jesus himself, his first reaction, his first thing was to do what? Go invite Simon, his brother. To go to those relationships that he had and initiate the conversation to say, hey, listen, We have found the Messiah that is the Christ. And what does he do? And he brought Simon Peter to Jesus. What is Andrew's first response once he begins to follow? Once he gets committed, once he gets all in, first thing, he invites. He invites. He gets in relationship and he invites to relationship. That's what we do. Right? That, that's what we do of highest priority. Let me give you another example. 
this is out of the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter, and it's the experience of Jesus with the woman at the well. Some of you may know the story, some may not, but Jesus is out doing ministry. Uh, it's lunchtime, and so his disciples go off into town to find food. Jesus decides to take a rest, and so he just hangs out by this well. And while he's at the well, this woman shows up. Remember, it's noontime. That tells you something about the woman and what's going on in her life, right? She shows up when nobody else is around, and she gets involved in a conversation with Jesus. And before the conversation is over, Jesus has invited her to understand who he is and to get her life changed. And the outcome, here is the outcome. After she gets engaged with Jesus, here's what she does. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village. Now, that is an important thing. Why did she come to the well? Well, her, her task, what seemed to be her daily operation, the thing that was important at the time when she came to the well was to get water. But when she got engaged in Jesus, what happened? Something else became more important. She left the task. There was something more important. She left the water jar. There was something more valuable and more important for her to do with her life than just carry water. Something more important than just the daily operation of doing the things of the day. Are you following? What's the thing that's more important? She leaves her water jar behind. She runs back to the, to the village telling everyone what? Come and see. What does she do? She becomes an inviter. She just runs back to the village, and of highest priority for her now is to go back and just make an invitation. Just, just come and see. Come and check it out. You see, that is the call on us, if we're Christ followers, that is the call on us, that in the middle of our everyday, right, when we're carrying water, in the middle of our everyday, the most important thing we need to keep in mind, the most important thing we need to keep at the forefront is the opportunity for us to be an inviter. Because God is going to arrange those moments when we have the opportunity to speak into somebody else's life. And just a simple invitation. You don't need to dump the whole load and get out your Bible and take them through everything, right? All you need to do and start with is just a simple invitation. And that's why at Christ Church, our character is to be an invitation place. And so we try to create all kinds of opportunities for you, Christ followers, to be inviters. And so we try to create opportunities for you to make simple kinds of information. How many party in the parkers did we have a couple weeks ago? Three people went to park. No, more than the other, right? So why do we do party in the park? And why do we move it from community to community to community? so that you get the opportunity to make a simple invitation. So you can go to the people you're in relationship with, and they may not be comfortable first thing, saying, hey, come to my church, show up on Sunday morning, come to communion, right? That may not be the place they're at. But you can make a simple invitation that just says, hey, we got this great party going on, and it's going to be in the park, and there's going to be a band there, and there's going to be something for kids, and they're awesome people, I know them. Well, I'd love to have you go. I'll pick you up. I'll meet you there. See, simple invitation. Peter, come and see. Right? People of the village, come and see. 
this is the character of who we are as a church. Create invitation opportunities, and it is the character when you're all in that your first and highest priority through the day is to seek those opportunities for simple invitation. Come and see. You with me? What does that mean then? Well, if you're going to be an inviter, it means you also have to take serious the opportunity to invest. Right? You've got to be ready to invest. And we see it in John 4. So the woman in the well experience, she's gone out there and said, come and see. The people have come out and checked Jesus out, and some of them believed. And then look what Jesus does in response. It says, the Samaritans of the village believed in Jesus because the woman said, he told me everything I did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in the village. So he stayed for two days. Think about that. Jesus, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, who came to the earth to seek as many people as he could seek who were lost. He gave them two days. What did he just do? He invested, didn't he? He invested. And notice the next two words. Would you say the next two words with me? So he stayed for two days. What's the next two words? Long enough. Long enough. Long enough. He stayed long enough. Long enough for what? Long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. You see, Jesus invested. He invested the two days. He invested long enough, right? If it needed three days, he'd have been there three days. If it needed four days, he'd have been there four days. He invested long enough to help those people in that village understand what God was doing in his person. He invested in their lives. When you become an inviter, you have to also be ready to be an investor. you got to be ready to invest. It may not just take one invitation. It may take several invitations. It may not just take an invitation. It may be an invitation and a cup of coffee. It may be an invitation and an invite over to your house before you invite them to come to church. It may take all kinds of time and investment of relationship before you're able to speak profound words into the life of somebody else. You need to be ready to be an investor. They said, now we believe, not just because it was what he told us, because we heard it from him ourselves, right? He invested and they responded. We see it in uh, John 4. Jesus talks about the whole experience, this investing experience, and he says, look, one plants, another harvest, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others, others had already done the work, and now you get together the harvest. It takes time, and it may take several people, right? The experience for us is to be a church that is an inviting place, but it's also a church that's ready to invest. We're ready to invest in people's lives. And we need to be individual Christ followers who are equally ready to invest in people's lives. Last one. We not only uh, invite, we not only invest, but it means we also are ready to get involved. We're ready to get involved. And uh, this comes out of Luke 10, and it's an interesting experience. You may know about this. It says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Now, have you ever thought about that? I mean, if you would, if you would answer the question, you know, just in your head here, but if you'd answer the question, so how many, when you think about Jesus and his followers, how many folks do you think about? Well, it'd be like Jesus and 
12 disciples. I mean, isn't that kind of what normally comes to mind? So where'd the 72 come from? Do you ever think about that? So where'd the 72 come from? Who, who are these 72? Well, these are believers. They are, I mean, the 12 probably were part of it, but beyond the 12, these are believers who are floating in and out of Jesus' life. Notice also, when is this taking place? This is taking place while Jesus is alive and still doing ministry. He hasn't experienced Jerusalem, cross, death, and resurrection yet. These are believers that don't understand the whole story, the, the whole experience of what Jesus is doing as he's here, ready to give up his life. They don't, they don't have it all together. They don't understand the whole thing, and yet what is happening in their life? They're getting involved. They're getting involved. See, somehow we think we have to have it all together somehow before we can get involved in making a difference for the cause of Christ. Not the case. Seventy-two. Seventy-two went out. Believers. What was the need? The need was they were ready to take the step. Remember that engage thing? They were ready to take that initial step and just commit and say, yes, I'm going to get involved. And as they got involved... They understood what it meant, and their involvement grew, right? They came back from this experience, and they said, Jesus, you wouldn't believe it. We saw Satan falling from the sky. You see, when you get involved, God is able to multiply what he can show you in your life. If you're going to be a Christ follower, it means, yes, you've got to be an inviter. If you're going to be a Christ follower, yes, you've got to be ready to invest. And it means also the best thing you can do is get Involved. Get involved. Get involved here at Christ Church. Get involved in a ministry. Get involved in a small group. Just get involved on Sunday morning, right? Just making this an invitational walking place on, on uh, Sunday morning. It's just getting involved. Now, I gave in your handout a whole other experience out of uh, the book of Acts. It's the experience of Philip. Yep, I don't have time to go through all that, but you can. Read that when you get home. And you're going to see... In that experience, just one example of how all three of these things occur in a simple experience between Philip uh, and and an Ethiopian, right? So do that study uh, when you get home. For now, what I want to invite you to do is watch the screens and uh, stop listening to me and listen to our people because I think if you listen to them, you're going to understand how powerful it is if you become an inviter, an investor, and you get involved. Go ahead and watch the screens. When I think of God's invitation into his own family, it's, it's open. It's come as you are. It's not judgmental. And I think the church should respond in a similar fashion. And he does say, go and make disciples, meaning that it's an action. Our job should be to go out and invite people from the community and bring them in to experience not only this church, but the bigger church that we're a part of. So much has to do with Christ because Christ originally extended an invitation to us. God shows you know, his grace upon us uh, that he extended his invitation to us through that means. Jesus was the first one to kind of open his arms and invite people in. And, you know, that's the whole premise of what churches really do is to kind of emulate what Jesus did to get them closer to him. 
Uh, I originally got involved, we were having some transition, and um, we moved out to uh, Mequon, wanted to be a part of the community. And uh, God was just leading us to find a different church home that was closer. Um, you know, and having young kids, it was an awesome opportunity to um, get them involved. Started coming just about every weekend, and we got to a point in our marriage where money became an issue. And that's when we're sitting here in the atrium one afternoon after service, and talking about, you know, we really got to figure something out with what we can do. We got to find some kind of financial coach or something. And I turn around, and at the east side of the atrium, there's Terry Brennan with big old picture of Dave Ramsey behind him in financial peace. Terry and I made eye contact, and he called us over and explained kind of what it was. First class started that night. So we're like, well, we don't have anything going on, and, you know, it's worth checking out. So we got to the first class and took the class, and just I fell head over heels right into it and was just sucked in at that point. When my husband and I first started attending Christ Church, we got involved in a small group, and it was an absolutely incredible experience to be able to uh, really interact and develop relationships with other people going through similar seasons in life. I got involved, first of all, helping my mom here as a volunteer. I wasn't a very active person in the church. I'd come every couple of Sundays here and there. Over the last couple of years, became more involved and wanted to be more involved. I'm here every Sunday, volunteering any way I can, helping to serve, just being available for people. I have the privilege of working in the children's ministry here at Christ Church. I work with the infant through pre-K kids, and I just love the opportunity to be able to serve the families of our church, being able to instill God's love and passion for these children through song, through music, through Bible stories, and making it a real experience for them. I became involved as a volunteer leader in the youth group, and I was able to lead mission trip to Jamaica this summer and I've actually started and am in the process of doing our one-on-one -on -one discipleship program. It has grown my faith and my relationship with Jesus. My current involvement with the church is um, heading up some of the IT uh, development for the ministry, keeping things up to date, um, solving issues as they go around, but to be able to work in God's kingdom have that be a job that you're blessed for, you know, and everywhere. I mean, that's just a, a, you know, something I've always desired. I think it was the second or third time we were in church. Um, we were with some friends of ours, and they had made an announcement, hey, we're looking for people that are interested in running the soundboard, and you know, I got my wife on one side, and I got my friend on the other side of me going like this, so I'm getting nudged, and I'm like, what? And they're like, you should go, you should go. I just did the sound stuff because it was something that I wanted to do. And then after I started to kind of find myself and find Jesus, that I started to think more about, you know, this isn't just something that I'm doing for me. This is really something I'm doing for Him. It's such an awesome thing to be able to invest in people. Uh, you know, to be able to witness, to be a light, to see, you know, God really shine uh, and be made known to them. Be able to, to see somebody give their life to crisis. There's no better rewarding thing I think it's cool that we really focus on investing in people and in the relationships that take place. Just being able to be real and transparent in our relationships, knowing that you can come on Sunday mornings and 
you don't have to have everything figured out and you don't have to be perfect, but you can come as you are and know that you will be included, loved, and genuinely cared for at our church. I never sat down and thought about how it would feel to affect somebody's life in a positive way until I had a couple come up to me. I think it was in my first financial peace class that I coordinated. They came up to me after class one day and said, you know, we just want to say thank you. I said, you're welcome for what? I said, for running this class. Because it's made a huge difference in our lives. I'm like, well, that's great. I'm like, it turned my life around 180 degrees. Literally, in all aspects of my life, financially, spiritually, everything, turned me around. So I want to be able to provide that for other people. God and Jesus are fully invested in us as human beings. And everything we have, our time, our talents, it's all given to us from God. With those investments that they have made in each and every one of us, it should be our goal as Christians to reinvest those talents towards others, using our gifts to further and grow the kingdom. All right, so is that everything I've been talking about? Right? I mean, you see, you see how it works. It's, it's not just stuff that we want you to hear. It's, it's what you can experience. It's not for us. It's your life being able to be lifted. Right? And so uh, we're just going to encourage that you understand Christ Church is going to be uh, that kind of church. We're going to be an engaged church. So we're going to keep creating those opportunities. We're going to seek to do it excellent so that when you bring somebody, you're not embarrassed. Right? We're going to seek to make it excellent. And we're going to just provide multiple opportunities uh, for you to get involved so your life can be can be lifted. And for you, it means you're just going to be an inviter. That's just going to be first. You're going to be an inviter and you're going to seek to develop those relationships with non-believers, those that aren't here yet, uh, and get involved. And just get involved in a group, get involved in a ministry, uh, get involved on, on Sunday morning. And we're really going to encourage you today on that. And we're going to use high pressure. We don't do it a lot today, a lot around here, but this is one, we just don't want to miss the opportunity. That if, that if Christ has been speaking to you this morning and, and convincing you that, yeah, you're ready to get engaged, to, 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 to make that commitment, we have got a simple way for you to do that this morning. And it's with your phone. Uh, and uh, all you have to do is text that number right there. And if you text in GROW, somebody's going to call you about getting in a group. And if you text in Sundays, somebody's going to call you about, great, awesome, this is what you could do on Sunday. And if you text serve, somebody's going to get a hold of you and help you get aligned up with the ministry. Uh, why? Because we're committed to that. We just know that, that if you make that, if you get engaged, if you make that commitment, it's going to become something more, right? If you make that commitment, it's going to become something more because we know God can do that. So you don't have to be bashful. You can get your phone out right now. It'd be fine with me, right? And text in church, right? Just go ahead and do it. But for sure, before the day is done, just just do that. So write that number down. And, and man, please, just take that step uh, and do that. And why are we pushing so hard on it? Okay, final word. Why do we push so hard on it this morning? That's our character, right? Uh, but there's more to it. You remember that woman at the well? 
That woman's life was messed up before she met Jesus. If you go back and you read that experience, that text, she came out at noon because she was ashamed and riddled with guilt. She had no relationships. She couldn't hold on to her relationship. Jesus points out in the experience, hey, you've had five husbands and the guy you're with right now isn't your husband. Her life was messed up. And her life changed, was lifted when she got engaged with Jesus. Why is this so important for us? Why why are we pushing a little bit this morning? Because there are all kinds of people around you just like that woman. Some of you are in the room today. Your life just isn't the place it needs to be, the place it can be. And I can tell you the answer. The answer is simple. Come and see. Give Jesus a chance. Give him the opportunity to work in your life and do things you can't do for yourself. Give him a chance to lift your life from what it is to what he dreams it can become. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, and uh, we do come humbly, uh, Lord. It's so important. It was so important to you that you gave up your son, the most precious, the jewel of the kingdom of heaven. And yet you, you let him walk among us, and you sent him to be with the weak and the lost and the sick. And he brought healing. And he lifted up lives like that woman. And now you send us. You send us and you give us the same opportunity to to make a difference. And and to have our own lives grow. To have our own lives lifted. And so Lord, today we just ask that we would be convicted in whatever way it is. That we would be convicted and be willing to take that step and get engaged. Just get engaged. Get engaged for the cause of the kingdom of heaven. We humbly ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.